Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan Cias, the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James Cias, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. We are in the house today. Happy Friday for anybody Happy who's, Friday. Uh, Happy Friday. who's out there watching us live. Zabi and who oh, else we see Austin. We love you guys. Zabi says y'all went to, uh, went to high school, school together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elementary middle school. What's up? Yeah, yeah. What? All right, all right. Small world. <laughs> Gotta love it. So, yeah, he's yeah. a hustler. He's a hustler. Dude, he's... He's he's got a lot going on, man. Yeah. Like his mind is always going, it's always racing. I I I had him come over twice. He's he's been on the podcast. Yeah. And then one time when he came, podcast is like at four o'clock. Right. He didn't leave till like eight o'clock. Like we sat and like we talked on all kinds of stuff about all kinds of different levels in business. It was it's tight. dude. It was good. It was good. Good times. All good right. Times. For everybody listening on the podcast side of it, we already did this on. Um, Facebook Live, but welcome everybody to the show. Thanks you all for uh, listening, downloading. Really appreciate it. Uh, please subscribe and leave us a review. Would really love that and appreciate that. It gets higher on the ratings. Uh, but for the show today, t- we have Mr. Ty Casey Davis over from uh, Dean Aguilar Group. Well, uh, well, how how did you put it? Uh, leverage, leverage by yeah Xavier Dean Realty. <clears throat> Leveraged by Xavier Dean Realty. Gotta love that. Uh, so. Thank you very much, Ty, for joining us. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Dude, um, Dean is amazing. The content he's putting out keeps everybody on their toes. Yeah. I mean, whoever is not involved in the Dean Aguilar group is all benefiting from the stuff that he's putting out there. Yeah, But I'm sure. curious to know, as an insider, you guys get the little extra edge. Like, we get the little snippets, the one minute, two minutes, three minutes of what Dean's putting out there that are gems in, in and of itself. Yeah. But you get the daily contact, the holding your feet to the fire, right. the figuring out why you're in this business. Like he drills down on you guys. So can you shed a little bit of light on, you know, what, what it's like being in the Dean Aguilar group. Yeah, it's great. Um, and you know, like you said, we we get the little gems. Uh, we have we have Monday meetings. We we meet on Wednesdays and Thursdays as well. Um, and so he'll just he'll he'll drop knowledge every every now and then. Um, you know, he he keeps us accountable by uh, we have a group text going on. Um, so like you know, every night we get a we get a text. So if we're not on our toes, you know, he he kind of. Uh, keeps us in line. It's not micromanaging, but it's it's accountability, and that's that's a lot of what goes into real estate. It's a lot about what goes into business if you're an entrepreneur. So he definitely keeps us accountable. Um, and man, he's he's always so cool. He's just <laughs> he's like calm, collected. Um, but he has he has so much going on. You know, he he has his motivational stuff. He has his real estate stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure he has some other stuff that I'm I don't even know about. Um, so it's 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 an inspiration just just being being um around the whole team not not just dean but around the whole team um it's a really cool experience i had dean on the podcast before and he told me a little bit about uh the type of people that he looks for to be part of the dean angular group yeah and we sat down and kind of did a role play and in that little role play he's basically trying to get out of the person that he's interviewing 
on why they got into the business in the first place. You know, right. why, what is it that you want to get out of this business and why are you doing this? So I'm curious, what did that conversation go like with you? Uh, you know, when, um, when, when Dean first asked me, and, and I, I've been in the real estate business for, for a while now, um, and when, when it was first brought to me, like the why, what's your big why? I really didn't know. Um, when I spoke to Dean originally, I, I still really couldn't grasp onto it. Um, I took some time to, to do a deep dive, you know, and think about it. Um, and it's, for me, it's, it's just to be able to elevate people you know, um, what, whatever that means for that individual person um, to elevate them. Um, and at the same time, you know, I get to elevate myself, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's financially, mentally, um, etc. I get to elevate, elevate myself along with elevating other people. So, um, you know, that's, that's my why because there's, there's nothing, when it comes down to it, there's nothing really better than that, you know. No, 100%. Like, yeah. uh, one of the sayings I like to, I like to follow is, is you can have everything you want in this world, if you can help enough people get what they want. Right. You know what I mean? And that's really what this business is about is helping enough people at a high level, you know, to get what it is they're looking for. When when a buyer comes to you or when a seller comes to you and yeah. they're asking you for your help, it's not just they're going to pay you and you're going to do, you know, stick a sign in the yard or show them a couple houses. There's more to it. Right. There's sure. a lot more to it. And if you do treat it like a transactional event, then you're going to have one or two or three transactions and you're going to be done in this business. But if you want right. to build a career going forward, you got to bring to the table something that you elevate them, you educate them, you show them an experience that's like no other right. so that they talk about you going going forward. What, what's been your experience like so far of transitioning from where you were in a, a previous brokerage to where you are today? What helped you? What, what improvements have you made that you think uh, have propelled you? Uh, I, I think I think you know grasping on to what you just spoke about in regards to the transaction because um, when when I first got into it uh, you know to, to be honest like I, I didn't know what my why was I knew I wanted to elevate myself personally um, and so originally that's kind of a little bit what I was going for um, to kind of get the deal done um, and you know so so I could elevate myself personally but then you know I started to, to dive a little deeper and um, the the transaction became. Uh, more than just that, more than just elevating myself, it became um, this this experience. And uh, you know, I, I had to take a step back because I was so um, just uh, you know this tunnel vision of of myself personally. Um, but I took a step back and I looked at people around me and their experiences with real estate. <clears throat> excuse me, you know, foreclosures and you know all of this crazy stuff um, that people have to deal with on the day to day. Um, and so this real real estate transaction it goes in waves, you know, emotionally. Um, and so uh, I kind of, I kind of partnered up with my clients and kind of tried to make it as seamless as possible so that when they look back, you know, five, 10 years from now, they, they remember the experience. A lot of, a lot of uh, clients don't remember who their realtor was, you know, and probably my first two deals, they have no idea who, who I am, you know, um, it's because I didn't approach the transaction the way I currently do. Um, so I think all my clients, um, you know, my past clients and you know moving forward um, all of them are going to remember the experience because it it was seamless and I kind of um, or I, I did guide them uh, in a way that uh, again elevated them um, in their lifestyle they wanted to achieve or whether it's financially if it's an investment etc dude all <clears throat> when you get into a new industry right when you start to I mean I, I don't know what you were doing before mm -hmm. but when you get into the sales world 
it really does get a negative stigma because there's a lot of people who are going just after the commission. Right. Right. But what what we like to say, what I know Dean talks about in his stuff is you're over here bringing a certain amount of value to right. to the ex, to the experience. Right. They're hiring you because you're showing them the value of what it is to have a professional on your team. Right. They're 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 there because, uh, well, they need somebody to help them. But. The way that you get the referrals is you're showing them that some the value that that they can appreciate. Right. What is different for you now um, that you weren't doing before? What is that value that shows them that you're you're a different level? That the separates between the first two deals that you did compared to the deals that you're doing now. I, I think I used to I used to always sell people, you know, um, especially from from the buy side. Um, I would sell them. Um, cause I thought that that was my job. It wasn't really ever explained to me. Um, or it was explained to me that that kind of was my job, you know? Um, but, um, that's definitely a part of it, especially if you're, if you're representing the seller, you know, if you're the listing agent, you got to sell, 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 you got to market, advertise. Mm -hmm. But if you're representing the buyer, um, you know, I, I used to sell. Now I inform, I inform, 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 um, you know, there's there's a lot that goes on in transaction and um, laws are always constantly changing. People just aren't aware of these things because they don't. It's it's something, unfortunately, we don't learn in school. You know, we don't learn about taxes, real estate, etc. So all of this stuff people aren't informed about. Um, and so I try to come from now when you're talking when we talk about value. Um, I take that as informing the client. Um, so, again, it's for me, it's always five, ten years from now. I don't want them to look back and regret their experience or regret the transaction that they made perfect that's what i was trying to drill down on yeah. what elevated mean what you mean by elevate right and that's exactly what i was i was trying to hint you at is that's that's what it's about right it's right. about informing them it's about educating the client you're right we don't know nobody right. nobody's really been taught these types of things and that's one of those things um when you talk about like leveling the playing field yeah. i'll give you an example so in my classroom um i teach uh 17 year olds high school seniors are about to graduate mm -hmm. i teach a course called financial algebra okay in the last few weeks of, of school the last chapter that we do is on budgeting and and income statements cash flow management right yeah. so rather than teach it out of the book i play a board game by robert kiyosaki called cash flow and I, I bring out like I have like seven different boards and have the kids play the game mm -hmm. and they get to the point where they're struggling in in the game. Right. And so what what I I had one kid, one kid specifically, um, he's academically he's the top of the class. Right. This kid was I mean, he, should he be in this class? I don't know. He's, he should be taking like AP calculus or something. Right. Right. But when we when when I brought out the board game, it completely leveled the playing field. It was no longer about how book smart you were. It's about do you understand how money flows? Right. And if you can understand how money flows, then it's going to make sense for you. Right. And so he was getting frustrated with the game because he kept saying, you know, this keeps happening to me. I keep, you know, I keep, uh, you know, I get expenses or I keep having a baby or life kept happening to him. Mm -hmm. And we had to kind of shift his perspective on things. And I don't know if he's quite got it yet, but I know I guarantee him, I guarantee him by the end, by the end, by the time we finish this section, it's going to be okay. Yeah. But what I explained to him was, you're not upset because that stuff's happening to you. You're upset because we've leveled the playing field. And mm -hmm. now the kids that weren't as academically astute as you are kicking your butt. Yeah. Right? Right. So, you know, there's not very many things in life that level the playing field. Right. But life itself, to me, the opportunities out there in real life are a level playing field. 
if you are able to educate yourself or if you're the type of person who can elevate somebody else right. to help give them that opportunity to see what's in front of them as an opportunity rather than an obstacle. Right. Know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. What other sure. what other things? You, what, what do you think about that whole elevate? I mean, um, level playing field. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I mean, if you when when it comes to when it comes to real estate speaking, um, you know, you have to have you have to have the money uh, first of all, but um, you have to you have to be able to budget to get to the money, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I, I think that that game that you play is is great. I, I wish I wish at least when I was growing up, um, there were more teachers that that put that into um, schooling, um, but yeah, I, I definitely agree. It's when when it comes to real estate, it's you know you can think about the courtroom, right? If you if let's see for example, I have a lot of money, um, and we're we're suing each other. I have a lot of money. You don't have a lot of money. Um, you get a public attorney, and you know I get the best lawyer in town, right? So it's even the court system is not a level playing field. But with with real estate, you know, everyone's everyone's paying the same price, right? Especially as a buyer, you're not really paying commission. The the seller is. Uh, But even as a seller, if you if you hire a real estate agent, you're all going to be paying about the same commission. It's just who you pick uh, determines kind of the playing field, Mm -hmm. right? So I I think real estate is one of the, the most level playing fields out there, because if you pick the right representation, you can, you know, you can elevate yourself to the point that you you want to be at i like that comparison because yeah. in a courtroom you have to pay for your representation right right you literally have to pay for that high price attorney right whereas in real estate you can choose the guy that you would be paying a lot for but not have to pay for it right but i think that that comes down to being able to educate the public in that aspect right because as a buyer's agent you're right you're not being paid by the buyer themselves right although i got it i i i I think that's changing personally. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be coming to. I think we're going to have a big, oh crap moment when it comes to the real estate world. I got an ad the other day from Redfin, mm-hmm. and it was like, "Hey, we got this home for sale. Check it out. If you have any clients, come show it." By the way, in it even it says it right there. We are not paying buyer commissions. You need to negotiate your buyer commission with your buyer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Whoa!" You know that's. That's not a common practice, right? Normally what happens is the listing agent negotiates a commission amount up front, the 6%. Then it gets split, whether you split it evenly or not, it's whatever. But it gets split there. And so the buyer's commission is paid from the seller's side, right? right? That's normally how it works. But I fear that things are going to start to change because these are little trendsetters. What do you think about, and I think in that case, that might unlevel the playing field. What do you think? You know, I, I think uh, I, I made a short video on, on my Instagram about, you know, Redfin agents. Um, and I think I think Redfin agents, uh, you know, Purple Bricks, all of that, they're trying to be uh, uh, disruptors within mm-hmm. the field of real estate, within the industry of real estate. You know, just like with uh, Uber and Lyft, with taxis, you know, taxis are going extinct, right? Um, mo- everyone I know uses Uber and Lyft. Um, so I think I think Redfin and, uh, you know, Place like Purple Bricks, all that have been, they've been in the game for a long time. You know, people just started to become aware of them, but they've been in the game for a long time and um, they're, they're not doing what Uber and Lyft have done to the taxi industry. And the reason they're not doing that is our value conversation, right? They're not, they're not providing value. They're, they're not negotiating, right? For sure, because they, they tell you the price up front. So mm-hmm. they, they already don't want to negotiate. They're just hands up. I'm not going to negotiate. Um, and so, th- 
you talk about the the buyers, the ad that you saw. Um, they're they're trying to disrupt, but if you don't, they haven't been able to knock out all of the big brokerages. Um, you know, how long have they been in business? Ten plus years now. Mm-hmm. Um, it hasn't happened. Uber did it. Lifted it within what, like two, three years, because Netflix they they provided the value, right? They you call a taxi, um, it might not come, you know, uh, it takes forever. There, there's all kinds of value with Uber and Lyft, but the value and, and people see it when people use Redfin, Purple Bricks, etc. They're not getting they're not getting the price that they wanted. They're not getting the experience they wanted. They they probably look back, you know, five, ten years from when they made that transaction and regret it mm-hmm. you know so they basically the bottom line is they're trying to disrupt uh they're just not doing a great job of it you know? yeah yeah well it, it also depends on on the market because i i'm i don't know how long you've been in the industry but right. um we were we were buying property back in 2003 when the market was like super hot and right. so as we got closer and closer to the bust there were companies just like this doing the one percent i remember seeing i pay one Right. These companies have been around for a while and they they work phenomenally well when the market's super hot. Mm -hmm. But as soon as things change, then the value again, what you're teaching the client, the value that you bring to the transaction, the education that you bring to the table speaks volumes. Right. right? The, The that's the reason why we're paid what we're paid as agents. That's the reason why you know you're you're worth that much, right? Because when it comes down to it, I mean, I don't know. I'm pretty sure you're trained the same way because you guys <coughs> over there at Dean's Group, right? right? But when we talk to uh, a client, for example, at the listing table, we talk about net to the seller, right? We right. talk about this is what you're going to net at the end because it's about what the client gets. We are all about what the client is going to get in this transaction, right. whether it's service, whether it's value, whether it's net at the end of the transaction, right. but all about them. And then the commissions, well, that's just the piece of the puzzle that's that's built in. Right. Right. So yeah, yeah I think you're, I think you're right. That was a great answer, by the way, because I don't know how you're going to take the whole <laughs> the whole uh, buyer's agency disappearing thing. Oh, for sure. Can we uh, take a quick pause here? Yeah. yeah. We'll just want to. Uh, we didn't do this at the beginning of the show, so I just want to take a moment to uh, remind everybody that we have these. 365 pairs of shoes. You can see them in the background there. <clears throat> 365 pairs of shoes that we're still waiting for, uh, still trying to collect from everybody. So please, if you can, if you can find it in your heart, if it is uh, something that you're able to do, give us a call 619-884-0045 or james at csfirst.com. That's me directly. I will write out and pick up those shoes if uh, you can't get them to us. Uh, got no problem doing that. Also, May, 20, May 22nd, May 22nd, Liberty Station, developing your investment strategy. Help you come up with solutions because, again, it's it's all about bringing value. That's a good segue back, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Well, your tagline on that one. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's because retirement is not an age problem. It's a cash flow problem. As soon as you solve the cash flow problem, you solve you buy yourself the time that you're looking for. All right. So May 22nd. I mean, but that's what it's, that's what it's all about. Everything that we do in life, everything, whether it's a real estate transaction, whether it's an event like that, whether it's donations for the poor, it's, it's value that you're bringing to the table. Right. And and that's one of those things that those Redfin agents, the Zillow instant instant offers, all those different things, they are a solution to a very niche problem. Right. But the real estate agent today needs to understand that 
they are not that niche. They can have a value add, which is to add to their to their repertoire the ability to do you know piecework or their ability to do uh, an instant offer at the same time. Mm-hmm. But the value that the agent brings to the table is the education that they bring to the client. It's the it's that extra value add, right? Right, for sure. What 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 I was thinking of when when you were talking was uh, have have you ever have you ever gone have you ever gone anywhere um, and had service where you didn't where they didn't accept tips where they were salary based? No, you know, have uh, you ever traveled to like Europe or anything? No, or, no, 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 no. Okay, so uh, have you? He's yeah, been to Europe. yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever uh, ate at a restaurant where they don't tip? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and over there in Europe they don't because they actually pay their people a living wage, if you will. For sure. How how was the service though? It was good. It was good. Yeah, I mean, it was alright. It, was all right. <laughs> it well, Europe is kind of a different animal, generally. Anyway, um, you know, they they are um, maybe not so much like in like London, but in other places, especially in France, where we were in Paris, um, Italy. I've heard stories that it's just a slower pace mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you walk into a restaurant, you're not expected to be rushed out the door like if you go to B-dubs down here. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, when and I've asked that question before, and the, the, the common answer that I'll get back is, you know, it, it wasn't, now that I think about it, like it, it wasn't that great, um, you know, compared to here or compared to anywhere else where you're tipping, you're, you're tipping based on the service, based on the value, based on um, everything that was provided, right? So the, the uh, server has an incentive to give you great service, to give you great value, right? Now, so compare that to like the Redfin models and things like that. Um, if, if you look deep into the Redfin model, they're salary-based agents. So if you're a salary-based agent, you're going to get the annual salary regardless, you know? So why, if, if, I'm, if I'm that agent, like why am I going to give you um, tons of value if I'm going to get paid the same thing regardless, you know, where commission, um, how, how, you know, most brokerages are, it's commission based. So I don't get paid until the job gets done. And until I give you, um, the value that you want and expect, you know, if, if I don't get the job done the way that you wanted it done, I don't get paid, you know? So, um, I don't, I don't think there's, there's anything that can compare to that. You know, when you talk about the red fins and the purple bricks, if, if, if they're not, um, you know, again, it's not all about the money and the commission, but you have to be motivated in, in some other way. You know, if that if that some other way is taken off the table, then, you know, w- what is there left? Why? And you see that they're, they're not providing the value. I mean, we get we get um, clients all the time from people that talk to a Redfin agent, but they asked a question. They just kind of stumbled over their toes. You know, um, they always have to go back and ask and um, clients want the answer right then. And if you if you don't have the knowledge, if you don't have the value, um, then, you know, you're not going to succeed. And that's that's why I think that this disruption is just it's it's not working for that reason and for others. I'll give you uh, I'm going to play devil's advocate with yeah. you here. Cool. So um, let's assume that. Yes, the red fins or the uh, whatever these small little brokerages, the purple bricks on them, that they're going to come and go like they usually do, right? Right. However, buyer's agency is victimized here. So let's say, for example, as a listing agent, you see Purple Brick doing that and saying, you know what, we're not going to pay or or they negotiate down and they're like, you know what, from now on, we're going to pay buyer's agent commissions 1%. Mm-hmm. And that starts becoming something that's normalized. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a purple brick agent or not, 
Now you start seeing listing agents like, okay, well, look, I did my work. I negotiated my commissions up front. Right. So I'm, I negotiated 6%. I'm going to do a split. I'm keeping five and I'm going to be, I'm going to put one out there for buyer's agents. Mm-hmm. How does, how, how do you think that would affect the, the game? Because really it comes down to whatever the listing agent puts out as mm-hmm. this is what we're splitting. They'll put it, I mean, blatantly forward in the MLS. You already right. see it happening with a 6% commission being split four to four and two. Mm-hmm. I've seen that quite a bit. Yeah. So what's to say it doesn't keep going down? How do you think that's affecting buyer's agents, you know, going forward? Do you think that's a trend that's going to keep happening or, I mean, or is it going to switch? Well, I, I, I have seen the trend in, in total commission uh, go down. Um, and I think that, I, honestly, I think that's fair, you know. Um, but uh, when it comes to when it comes to the split between seller's agent and buyer's agent, I don't see that trend um, uh, continuing um, because, you know, when, when you take a look at the at the market, there's... You know, so if a buyer's agent out there has a list of 20 um, properties to go and visit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's it's unfortunate, right? But at the same time, it's it's human nature. So if you see that you're going to get, you know, 2,000 more dollars or 5,000 more dollars on, um, you know, property A versus property B, you know, you're going to put property yeah, B a, at the bottom yeah, and show them the A properties, you know? Um, and so, and, and that happens all the time. And you see, when you see that, that two point to the buyer's agent, um, buyer's agents aren't showing them their prop, those properties um, as, much. as frequently because buyer's agents do a lot of work, you know? So it's, why would, why would they go to that two when they can go to the 2.5 or the three? And you see those properties at two not selling at all or not selling as quick or for the price that the seller wants versus the other properties that are at 2.5 or 3. So the I don't see the trend existing because the sellers um, aren't satisfied when when their listing agent puts a 2 or a 1.5 for a buyer's agent. I'm going to keep playing devil's advocate just because yeah. it's a good conversation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. So, um, so what if I argued this? What if I said, well, Check it out. When I when I have a listing, when I have a you know a listing that's going to be on the market, yeah. do you know how many buyer leads I get by holding an open house there? Do you know how many buyer leads I get by having my sign posted in the front? So who's to say that if I just do a better job of marketing and creating a database of buyers, that I even need a buyer's agent? Because I can have an in-house buyer's agent soliciting to my own buyers, mm-hmm. and then to to double that one. Uh, well, you know what? Let's let's go with that one first. What do you say about that? Uh, well, I mean, I I would uh, I would argue against that because in in that particular scenario, you're it sounds to me at least that you're stating as you're as, as a seller in that situation, right? Mm-hmm. So as a seller, you're saying that you know I have an open house, I have tons of people coming through, I put a sign up, I get you know calls, right? Um, so people coming through the open house, I forget the exact percentage off the top of my head, but I think it's like... It's very minimal, the ones that actually buy. One or two percent of people that come through an open house actually buy that property or a property, you know? A lot of people that come through an open house are usually, you know, neighbors. Um, They're looking at the kitchen design. They're looking at the remodel because they're trying to get ideas for their property, Mm -hmm. you know, across the street. Um, So I would, you know, argue against that um, from that perspective. And then the the sign... um, you 
with the sign, you're only going to get, you know, the people in the close vicinity that, you know, make a wrong turn on that street or that live on that street. Um, you know, if, if you're not marketing it, you're, you're not going to get very many people. You may, um, you may get some calls from realtors because because they're driving around the communities all the time. Um, but you're not going to get a lot of calls unless it's from the general community. Maybe, maybe like, uh, you know, 15 people at the most, I would say. All right, I'll take it uh, another step further. So why do I need a buyer's agent? I could literally, Zillow's going to be a broker here soon. So they're going to have access to the MLS, whether we gave it to them for free or not. They're mm-hmm. going to have access to the MLS. So mm-hmm. I'm a client. I mean, I'm, I'm a person looking to buy a home. I could literally shop every single home I want to on f- on places like that or if i'm working with the different listing agents that i see i can go to their idx websites and and get all the information i need so do i actually need a buyer's agent right in other words if i'm doing all the work and finding the place myself and i'm only paying an agent to open the door for me is it really worth it for a listing agent to provide such a big split well, so you're, you're saying you're, you're paying the agent to open the door for you, but really behind the scenes and also in, in front of you, what the buyer's agent is doing is not the, opening the door is like 1% of what a buyer's agent does. Buyer's agent keeps you from getting sued. Everyone ever knows California is so crazy. You know, so buyer's agent keeps you from being sued. They keep the transaction process going along. Um, they make sure they're up to date with the laws. So they, they understand, um, you know, what needs to be done to, to not be sued by the seller. And it's, it's you know, after, after property goes off market, after property um, or sale price is accepted, you go through escrow, you can be sued after that process. So they're, they're preventing you from being sued. Um, yes, they are opening the doors for you, uh, but they're also they're your negotiators, um, and these are just a few things. They're mm-hmm. your negotiators, right? So, in in that example that you're using, you're saying, you know, I can just go to the listing agent, the the agent representing the seller, and just use them. So, if you use them, what's what's who's negotiating for you? You you as a buyer want the best price. You want to save money, right? Because if you if you pay, you know, twenty thousand dollars over, that's going to affect your monthly mortgage payment by hundreds of dollars. So if you don't have that hundreds of dollars and you want that property, who's negotiating for you? Is it the the agent representing the seller initially? You think they have your best interest at heart, um, or do they have the seller's best interest? You know, and the seller can think the same exact thing. Who's are are you just trying to make everyone happy and appease both parties, and neither party is really in the end, getting what they want, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so who, you don't, if you do it that way, you don't have anyone on your side, which if you're gonna make the biggest transactional purchase of your entire life, literally, wh- why don't sure you, you want someone on your, on your side? Yeah, you gotta have That's someone right. on your side. That's right. No, yeah. dude. I'm, I'm glad you had all kinds of good answers because I wasn't sure how this was going to go. I was sure. like, I'm going to play devil's advocate here and see what happens. Oh, I, I, I reel through it all the time. I, when I'm in the morning, take a shower, I'm like, what? And then I, you know, I play devil's advocate with myself, and I think through these things, and they're they're true. It's not like I'm. Yeah. Can you curse? Yeah, yeah. Go. It's not like I'm bullshitting people, right? I think through the scenario, and I approach it just like a real person, and um, you know, all this stuff is true. I'm not, again, I'm not bullshitting and selling people. Um, it, it's all true, but I think about these objections all the time, which is what you you have to do if you want to be successful in yeah, the business. Yeah, you do. Yeah. No, I mean, honestly, honestly, I don't know whether or not buyer's agency is going to go. I just know that this is out there and it's a possibility. 
So my my biggest thing to agents, any agent out there, is learn to become a better listing agent because that's where the control is. Should we have buyers that we're working with? Heck yeah, buyers need help. Right. There's a lot of people who need help buying stuff. And like you said, like you were playing you know, the other side here, mm-hmm. there's a lot of value that a buyer's agent can bring to the table. Right. My, my concern from a professional standpoint, from a business standpoint, is if that does dissipate, as far as commissions value or something, mm-hmm. then you need to also learn to become a strong listing agent and know right. how to acquire listings. Because as a business practice, right. that's where the control is. Right. At that point, you are negotiating how much you're being paid up front and you're not dependent on what the split is. Right. So, hey man, thanks a lot. Yeah, dude. no Very problem. good conversation. No problem, I loved no problem. It. Thank you. Um, just, a, just a quick reminder, uh, May 22nd, we do have that event. You can find it at Business Bros Pod. Go ahead and go there. Click on the event. Uh, you can go to csfirst.com, click on the events tab, and you can get tickets there too. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything, but come by, learn a little something. Let me play devil's advocate with your situation. You never know what you're going to learn, right? You It literally puts thoughts in your head where you really have to think through the scenario and just ponder what if, right? right? What if? And if you don't ponder the what if, you're never going to have a solution for it, right. right? All right, Ty, dude. So last question. Who do you think would be a good guest to have on the podcast? Good guest. Um, probably say, does it have to be real estate? No, it doesn't have to be real estate. Um, Troy Anderson. Uh, Troy Anderson, he's, he's a finance guy. Okay. You know, um, uh, and then I'm stumbling because I, I can't remember his last name, but um, Adrian... Adrian Ewings, I think, um, went to high school with him. Went to high school with both those guys, actually. Um, Damn, what's, what high school did you guys go to? Just putting S- out talent. SPA. Really? Yeah, talent SCPA? high school. Performing arts high school. Dude, yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah, my wife graduated from there. That's yeah. so funny, dude. Right there in PH. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, it's either it's either you know performers or hustlers. It seems like out of the out of that school. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know what it is. I, me personally, I think is that when you're a performer, you're confident in talking to people right so that's huge when it comes to the sales industry right i mean you're literally putting on a show all the time they just don't know that the show's your life but you're putting on a show every day right right you know and if you're comfortable being on stage in front of people you're you're rocking it that's cool dude yeah i didn't know that yeah that's awesome so yeah we'll tag them and then uh when you see it on the social just tag them be like dude hey man you're next bro yeah Yeah, adrian adrian ewings i think is his his full name Uh, he's a finance guy too perfect it's you know we talked about budgeting all the stuff they do, don't teach you in school, you know, talk to these guys because you, you have to get, get your money right, you know. You have to. Yeah. Otherwise, you're not in a position to buy. Right. You're wasting away rent money. You're paying somebody else's mortgage. Right. We want to get you in there it's doing it yourself, right? Paying someone else's mortgage. Why? Why? You know? Why? Yeah. 30 years from now, you can have a house paid off and you don't have to pay anybody's mortgage or rent. Right. Just saying, right? Wouldn't it be nice? Someone can pay yours. Someone can pay yours. I love that. <laughs> there you go. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Ty, thanks a lot for being on the show, man. No thanks problem. a lot for yeah, paying the other you. side, dude, because sure. I didn't know how I, I've never done that before. And yeah. I was like, if I throw some hard questions at him, I don't know how he's going to take it, man. <laughs> but you did good, man. You thanks. did good. Last thing, uh, really quickly, tell everybody how you how people can get, in, can get in touch with you. You have a little banner right in front of your screen. Okay, perfect. So um, it's on Instagram is the best way. Uh, full name, Ty Kason Davis, without any spaces. T-I-C-A-S-O-N-D-A-V-I-S. Uh, make sure you click below. Um, you can Facebook me. You can uh, you know text me, 619-806-0133. Thanks, guys. Perfect. Well, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you follow us on our social medias at Business Bros Pod. 
Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat too, but I don't really use it that much. But you can follow me there. Send me a snap. I'm good with that. Um, and uh, make sure you guys subscribe. Hit us up on YouTube. Find us. We're adding. We're, we haven't been pushing it, but we have like over 100 episodes there. So go ahead and go there. Hit subscribe. We're gonna start putting some more content and be out on uh, be on the lookout because very soon my music video is gonna drop. Old Town Road parody. What? I am such a goofball in that one, but Super hey. Super goofball, but it's great. It's just putting out content, right? Yeah. If I make you laugh, you have to share it. Is that the deal? Good deal. deal. Good deal. All right. That's all we got for you guys today. Peace. Bye-bye. And I'm out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email, businessbros at csfirst.com right now, or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show.